It's off and show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Wrapping up here on this Wednesday. And uh, typically this last segment, we just kind of get goofy and we get to real things and we tell you what's coming up on the show tomorrow. But occasionally something crosses our radar that is uh, worth our attention, Anthony. And uh, this from Jahan, Do- Do- Jahan Dotson, he said. This from Jahan Dotson is worth our attention. You're in between the lines. What do you think this team needs going forward next year to kind of get more wins, get over the hump? Um, I would say as far as players, just a, a sense of culture. Um, you know, just we, we got to have a mindset in here that we we want change. Uh, we, we can't. We can't just accept this this type of stuff because this is really hard on a lot of people. Um, and I know a lot of people come from winning backgrounds, uh, so we, we got to bring that stuff in here. We we can't accept anything but winning, honestly. Um, and that, that starts with us players, um, no matter who the coaches are. Uh, yeah, it starts with us. Uh, we we got to bring our best foot um, and make sure that we go out every Sunday and, and bring it. When you say culture, is that is that on the players or do the coaches feed into that? Um, I, I feel like it, it's everyone, but, you know, it, I feel like the best teams uh, that you see in any sport are player-led. Um, your, your captains, they, they step up, um, and everyone really follows because when, you, when you're surrounded by, by guys who are hungry and want to win, you know, it, it trickles down. Uh, it's a domino effect, so I feel like that, that's where we, we can start. That clip is about a minute and 13 long, and I could do a three-hour show on it. And there's so much there that is interesting. And I think the two biggest points that come to mind are this one. I actually think Jahan is wrong on the best teams being player led. I think the best teams have the illusion of being player led. The best teams have from front office to coaching staff, a culture and a standard that brings in the right people that are of the same mindset. And thus it is so cohesive and the players are the one that act on it the most that it feels player led. But I actually don't think outside of the rare, truly phenomenal individual leaders that the best organizations are player led. That's why it's called leadership. Leadership starts at the top. Now, there is elements of servant leadership, uh, which is something that I, I believe strongly in as a successful way to lead people, as in the people with more power feel like they serve to exist or they exist to serve the people with less power. Coaches are there to empower and serve their players versus the other way around. I think that, that it creates buy-in. It creates a cohesiveness. It creates all the things you need to be successful. But it actually low-key, quietly starts at the top as opposed to actually being something that the players have to implement from the bottom and overcome a lack of seriousness, a lack of focus, a lack of cohesion on a coaching staff, in a front office, etc. But it starts at the top not just with the attitudes and the approaches and the professionalism and a standard, but with the actual recruitment of the who those players are in the first place. And that is an area where I do not think this regime has succeeded. Straight up to it, they have not succeeded in that area. I think the other most interesting part of that comment is at the beginning when he talks about we have to be ready to want to change. 
And I wonder if that goes back to some of the preseason friction with Eric Bieniemy and members of this team and members of the staff that has since come out that there are guys uh, uh, in the locker room and guys in the coaching offices that weren't particularly fond of the way that Eric Bieniemy did business. And I think that there, from the stuff that you hear, were there times that maybe EB needed to do better? Yes, and I'll expand on that in a second. But I do think there is also something to the credence that he knew what it took. Other people were comfortable. When he pushed them out of their comfort zone, they didn't like it very much. They weren't really ready to change. Now, the the EB side that I would, if I was talking to Eric and being like, hey, dude, do you want to succeed in this league or not? Do you want to just do things your way or do you want to actually win? is you have to meet people where they are. And as this is, again, like the player-led theme, it just in, in coaching and in player-to-coach relationships, you have to be able to meet people where they're, they are and bring them to where you want to go. In the NFL, you do not have the luxury because of contracts to just say, my way or the highway, get out. Maybe Maybe as a head coach you do. I mean, in many ways, that's what Ron did at the beginning. Ron came in and he flipped the entire roster. I think he flipped too many people, to be honest, in, in certain positions, certain people. There, there were probably guys that he kicked out that he shouldn't have because they were like, oh, it's not my guy. And it's like, yeah, but he's good. Get over it. Bring him onto your side. He can be helpful. And so I think that's where Eric erred, if, if you believe that he erred is there were people that probably could have been more beneficial to the cause if there had been more collaboration. And eventually it's like, hey, this is the standard we need to get to, but I'm going to help you get there versus like, you better meet me here right now. That's not a way to effectively create buy-in. And if you want to be a hard ass, whatever, and call it soft, I guarantee you if your boss did that to you, you wouldn't like it very much and you would say all kinds of terrible things about them because nobody likes it. It's, it's very easy to sit on the sidelines and talk about other people that way when in reality you never accept that for yourself. And it's not because you're weak or soft either. It's because that's how human beings work. There's a lot of psychology and neurology that goes into this stuff. You can call me a nerd all you want, but like at the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of skin, bones, muscles, and ultimately brains and nerves that connect all of it. And we can't overcome that simple fact. And so you can either work with it or you can work against it. And I think there were probably some there, th like there was a bad job on both sides of being willing to, to work with it as opposed to against it. There was a lack of openness, a, a closure of the window of tolerance. If you're going to go there on the, the neurology side, the, the window of tolerance wasn't very, or wasn't big enough by the players and the coaches who didn't like EB and EB probably wasn't willing to accept working with some of those people to, to open that up and ultimately bring them to where they needed to go. And I think all of that is reflected in Jahan Dotson there, who I think is incredibly bright, who I think is correct on basically everything he said, but also hasn't played particularly well himself this year. And I think he would, if followed up on that, he would say, yeah, I'm a part of the problem on, on certain levels of this. But I think this has happened with Terry when he's come in and he's looked at the culture and been like, I've, we have the ultimate culture at Ohio State. This ain't it. Um. You know, Jahan coming from a Penn State program that won 10-plus games in a lot of the years he was there. Um, 
looking around going like, this ain't it. Or won a ton of games. I don't know Penn State's record, so nobody fact check me on that. It's not the point. He won a lot more than he lost. And just that ain't it. So uh, I, I think John Allen has been fed up, and that's part of the reason. He's like, maybe I just need to go somewhere else because they ain't, they ain't up for that here. And so I think when we talk about what needs to happen, it's at the top getting people who implement that standard, who are about that life, if you will, uh, in terms of what it truly takes to win, will put forth the resources, time, and effort to do that and will bring together like-minded individuals, and that's how you change a culture. And so the only thing I disagree with with Jahan is that it's player-led. It's not. It's player-participated in. But it is led by the people at the top who set it and who bring in the right people so that it feels authentically player-led because everyone's actually on the same page to begin with. That's, that's the Jahan Dotson uh, sound reaction take. Anthony, do we have time for real things? Uh, yeah, we got about three minutes and 15 seconds. It's time for real things. Real things. We're not going to be said this year. Real people. 5 and 11. Not very good. Said into real microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. All right, Ant, what do we got for real things today? I know I sent you some stuff, and then I, I did a bad job, and I don't have the rundown in front of me. So pick pick your favorite. Uh, We got a plethora of things. We have... Christian McCaffrey when he first met Travis Kelsey. Oh, that's a good story. Uh, so Christian McCaffrey was on a podcast. Uh, Anthony, if you can look up which podcast, or I can look it up real quick. So we give them the proper credit. But uh, it's kind of when he met Travis Kelsey, although they never actually met. Here's the story. Fun Travis Kelsey story. I was in New York. I was by myself. I had taken the train. I get off in Grand Central train station. I'm sitting on the corner right there. I blend in well. Like people think, like, yo, what's it like being famous? I'm like, dude, honestly, I could throw this exact outfit on and like maybe a couple people, but like I blend in well. I'm standing on the side of the road. All of a sudden, I hear C Mac. I'm like, what the hell is that? And that's when Travis was shooting SNL. So he's oh, wow. driving in a car and he's in the back of a black car and rolls the window and he's like, C Mac. <laughs> See Mac, and I was like, "Yeah!" And that was it. Ever since then, I was like, "That's the coolest guy ever." That's dope. Because y'all don't really know each other. I don't know like him at all. Like I didn't know. Yeah. I know him zero. Like yeah. I knew him zero. I know him as much as I know you know anyone else that I've only met once. Yeah. That sounds perfectly like Travis Kelsey. By the way, courtesy of the B Scar TV podcast uh, with Brennan Scarlett. That was that was a great story. That's a hell of a story. I, I wouldn't know what to do though if a guy just random. I would have to really know that that's Travis Kelsey because then I would just be I, utterly unlike, confused. Unlike Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> who's like, especially if he's wearing like baggy clothes, because like if Christian McCaffrey were to walk by you in t-shirt and shorts, you'd be like, who is that athletic dude? Yeah. You, like one of those were instantaneous. The way he, I mean, even if he's, if he's sitting on a corner, it's one thing. If Christian McCaffrey were to walk past you, you'd be like, that dude walks like an athlete. He's one of the most athletic freaks ever. Um, but Travis Kelsey doesn't exactly blend in, and especially when he's screaming with his head out of a black car driving in New York City. Yeah. On the week that he's host, hosting SNL. I would love to meet Travis Kelsey. It's, it sounds like a great time. Yes. Uh, do we have time to play the other Christian McCaffrey one? Uh, if not, I can tell the story. No, we don't. Okay. Um, since we only have like 20 seconds left in the show. Basically, Christian McCaffrey was signing a bunch of autographs. They were slotting a bunch of hats by him. 
And someone tried to slip a USC, as in Southern Cal hat. Uh, if you remember, Christian McCaffrey went to Stanford. And he goes to sign. He's like, wait a sec. Hold on. You guys, you're not sliding this by me. And he wrote his stats from when he personally destroyed USC in the Pac-12 championship game in 2015. Signed the hat, circled the SC, and put a line through it. Brilliant. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on The Hoffman Show.